I mean, I like it. <laughs> it works. All right, ready? <clears throat> All right. Welcome back to episode 23, Lincoln Bio, the show that showcases, showcases Vegas culture, small businesses, and everything in between. In today's show, we have Trevor. He's a surgeon and a comedian. How are you? I'm good. I'm a surgical tech. Surgical tech, my Help bad. the surgeon. I wish I was the surgeon. I mean, it's pretty close, right? Yeah. I mean, they can't do their job without me, but true. I can't do my job without them. So it's like a co-op. Yeah. Kind of like Call of Duty. Exactly. Um, before we get started, uh, go ahead and grab that clipboard. Look at this camera and name the title. Name the title? Yep. Oh. yep. You didn't see that coming, did you? Peanut butter jelly sandwiches. There you go. Peanut butter jelly sandwiches. Boom. That sounds delicious. It does. I don't know why I went to food. I literally just ate on the way over here. What'd you eat? I had some McDonald's. Ooh, what, spicy chickens? Yeah, it's the only way to go. <laughs> <laughs> you just sound too happy about that. Well, because it's like, that just means I'm super predictable now. You're like, oh, this is what you ate? And I'm like, yeah. yeah. All right, cool. I mean, Thanks. As long as you're full, right? Yeah. I brought up filet fish one time, like, while I was performing at a show, and everyone's like, no one likes the filet fish And I was like, oh. I do. <laughs> I mean, yeah, as long as you're happy. What makes you happy at the end of the day? It should be fine. They don't like it, whatever. Um, tell us a little backstory how you got into a surgeon tech surgeon tech and a comedian. Uh so surgical tech, I was working uh with a guy at a hospice. Um and <clears throat> sorry. I was working at a hospice with this guy and we like kind of became friends and then we both left that job and then he got a job running a surgery center. And he had kind of called and asked, you know, like, hey, do you want to come and work? And I was like, sure. So I was just kind of, like, doing some office stuff. Um, and then I saw, like, what the surgical techs do. And I was like, I could do that. Um, and then I was a little lazy and didn't do it. And then one day my mom kind of, like, drug me down to the school and, like, signed me up. And we, like, it was funny because we got in a big, like, argument. And I was like, I don't want to do this. You're making me do this. She's like, you're 23. You're a loser. Like, you got to go do something with your life. I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> Uh, so we sign up for school and then, yeah, uh, so like school, uh, it was like 15 months. Uh -huh. Um, it was during like COVID. Uh, so that kind of sucked cause we were on zoom. We didn't get to learn a lot. Um, uh, it's not bad though. 15 months. Yeah. 15 months isn't bad. Just become a, like a tech. Yeah. So like if you go to CSN, it's a little bit longer of a program and a little bit cheaper and there's a little bit of a waiting list. Uh -huh. Uh, but if you go to Nevada career Institute, it's super fast costs like twice as much um but there's no wait list okay that's pretty uh, i didn't know that that'd yeah cool. so i did that and then i kind of hated it at first and then i realized like hey like you gotta appreciate it like you're doing something cool yeah that is uh, cool. so now like i've just kind of like leaned fully into it and i love it um and then comedy comedy's a little on the darker side <laughs> i uh i was real depressed and i was like you know kind of thinking um but there were a few things I was like, I got to do, like, before. Uh, so I've always been, like, the funny guy at work. I was always the class clown. So I was like, oh, let me try comedy. So I just, like, Googled open mics. I knew nothing. Um, and there was one coming up February 22nd, 2022, and it was called Bucket List uh -huh. Open Mic. So, like, to me, not knowing anything, I was like, oh, like, this is a chance for some drunk dudes to, like, go knock some stuff off their bucket list. I had no idea it was at Wise Guys here in Vegas, and, like, I show up, and, like, it's, like, real comics that are, like, grinding, oh. and I'm, like, oh, shit, like, what did I sign up for? Um, and then they called my name, and I was, like, all right, I guess it's time to go do this. Um, 
And I ended up getting a couple laughs and I was like instantly hooked. Like it started as like, oh, let me just do this one time. And then as soon as I got that first laugh, I was like, all right, I need more laughs. I need more. I need more. And then, yeah, I just kind of started hopping on the grind with the rest of the Vegas scene, hitting as many open mics as possible during the week. And it's been a lot of fun. Met a lot of people. So you're a comedian by weekend and surgeon by day? Yeah, I uh, I guess I do surgery to afford doing comedy at night, but damn, that's a different. Like, you don't see that you don't see a lot of people doing night night. Either a full time surgeon or a full time comedian, never in between. Oh, hey, I do this as a hobby. Or yeah, it's like actually outlet. I work with one surgeon here in town that like his side hustle is he's a professional poker player. Oh shit! Yeah, so like he played in World Series of Poker. He like made it to the cash rounds. Like made money playing against some of the best in the world. And, like, he's also one of the best surgeons in Vegas, too. And it's like, eh, it's kind of a dick move to be good at two things. Like, I, just I, pick one. <laughs> I mean, it's double income at the end of the day, you know what I mean? Yeah. One's more fun. You get to fucking play poker and then beat the most famous person that spends his whole life playing poker. And, like, hey, I just do this for fun in your face. Yeah. Ba-ba-ba. Game over. Give me your money. Yeah. That's insane. I like that. Um, Is there, I noticed that you do content for, like, your surgery side is it is it like a kind of like a struggle or like what you're not like can can't your can or cannot while doing like behind the scene content uh it's tough because you need to make sure that there's like no patient info anywhere uh you like need to make sure there's nothing identifying uh-huh. um and then it's also hard too because when you start posting about surgery you know it's easy for patients to think like oh you're goofing off like you're yeah. not giving me that full service so it's it's kind of a fine line between like, hey, like I'm doing this to educate others, but like I'm still fully in on your case. I care about time. your case. You matter. Um, do you do it before any cases, or like just like cleaning up, putting stuff away? Uh, I try to do both. Uh, actually, I posted a video today of like me setting up for the case. Uh-huh. Uh, it was my first case of the day, and like I had time to sit and record. Uh, so I went ahead and did that. Uh, and then a lot of times it's like say we drop something or, yeah. like, we can't end up using something, I'll just try to quickly, like, take a video and be like, hey, this is what this is. This is how you use it. And then just toss it right out. Yeah, because it's like it has to go in the trash anyway. Like, mm-hmm. I might as well use yeah. it, like, inform people. Because um, I know when I was in school, there were a couple of scrub techs posting content, and, like, I used that to learn. So, it, for me, I'd like to be, like, that next wave, you know. It's like, hey, like, some stuff's changed. You know, we need a new voice showing the new stuff. That's pretty cool. I didn't, because I always wondered, like, because, like, for example, you're you're basically setting it setting it up, and I was always wondered, like, as the, as like the client, like, damn, he's like like you said earlier, he's probably wasting my time. I'm paying all this money, my insurance, and this and that. And you're just goofing off, but we're not. We're just here, like, literally at the end of the day, educating. And I always wondered, what's the like the gray line of what can I cannot do in a situation like that? And that's pretty cool. So as long as you don't show faces and make sure it's like everything professionally you'd be okay yeah and like some because i've scrubbed a lot of different centers some are very like hey don't post this um the one center that i'm scrubbing at right now i used to take a picture of like my case in the morning and just be like oh here's what we're doing and they kind of were like hey we don't want that live stuff really you know for that reason um so i've started like taking a picture of my locker and i'm like all right well there's no surgery stuff here but i'm still gonna let people know like hey here's what i'm working on today um and so far that's been fine and like the video i posted today i have to do that either way so uh-huh. what's the difference of me just propping my camera up and it's just doing it and then versus not doing it right and how long have you been 
doing uh, surgery for or being a tech? Uh, I've been a surgical tech for two years now. And you enjoy every bit of it? Uh, like 95% of it, actually, yeah. Like uh, in the very beginning, not at all. Right. Um, but I like it now. I can't read your handwriting, bro. Oh, okay. I read it. What's the most crazy case that you uh done? The craziest? Yeah. Um like the most intense case that you can't talk about. The most intense case actually so there was one case when I was still like a student. Um I was working at Sunrise. Well, I wasn't I was working but like for free. Uh-huh. Uh cuz you have to get so many hours. And it was, I believe it was Christmas Eve, and there weren't a lot of surgeries, so they had asked, like, hey, does anyone want to go home? There's not a lot to do today. And I was like, I want to stay. Like, I'm trying to get my hours done. So it ended up being only traumas that day because there weren't really any booked surgeries. And I had actually, like, ran into a room that was a gunshot wound, and I was, like, all excited to scrub in. And they were like, get the student out of here. What? Um, Which was lame, but I ended up. Uh, scrubbing into a case, a uh, lady had had a surgery about a week before and they had accidentally perforated her bowel. Um, and it was kind of leaking inside of her for the whole week. And when she came in for our surgery, I mean, she was pretty rough. Um, she had like necrotizing fasciitis. So like most of her skin and tissue was dead. So we were just don't like, know what that is. It it basically just means like her flesh was like being eaten alive, basically. Oh, um, so, yeah. yeah, so that was, like, a super intense rough case. Uh, she ended up having great results. Like, she needed some skin grafts and stuff, but uh, the last time that I had followed up, she was doing well, so that was cool. Um, and the the prior surgery fucked it up. Was the same people with you guys? or was just No, so it was a different surgery. Okay. She had, like, an elective surgery. They did it, like, through a scope, so they just poke, like, a tiny hole, stick a camera in there. And really? I guess while they were in there messing around, like, they had accidentally nicked it. Wow. Um, technology is crazy. That small technologies. A hole, yeah. and that's it. Yeah, you can do like you do like three holes. So you like poke one by the belly button. That's where the camera goes, and then you have two holes that you stick your instruments through, and you can do a lot of stuff that way. Damn, I didn't I know that. I'm, I'm going to assume like back in the day, they just like really just cut you up, and they yeah. had to go in there hands deep and just really do it that way. Yeah, and now it's like it's all about minimally invasive. It's as small as you can make that scar, the better. Um. Even for that, like, I work with one surgeon. He does a lot of breast dogs, but Uh he, like, makes the incision in the armpit, uh, where the old way was, like, make, like, an incision in the breast, but then there's that scar. So he's, like, his whole brand is no scar breast dog. We make an incision through the armpit. We go in, dissect, squeeze the implant in. It's pretty cool. That is pretty awesome. Have you ever been sued? Uh, I have not been sued. Uh, there is a case that had some bad results recently, mm-hmm. and that is a fear of mine that it'll turn into a lawsuit. Uh, but usually for us, when they sue, they'll like throw a big net out and they'll try to sue everybody they can. Uh-huh. But then they usually look at it and they're like, eh, the scrub tech doesn't have any money. So we usually get dropped off of the lawsuit. Okay. Uh, so that's kind of nice, but I have liability insurance just in case. Do you have to get it? No. No. I actually had someone tell me that, like, it's more of a liability for me to have liability insurance. What? Um, it was weird, but it kind of made sense. Because uh, he was like, well, like, if they think you don't have money, they're not going to sue you. Uh-huh. But once they find out you have a million-dollar policy, they're going to sue you. And I was like, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Oh. I, but for okay. me, like, the peace of mind having that insurance yeah. is nice. I mean, do you have to tell them that you have liability insurance of a million dollars? I don't know. I don't know, like, how the how lawsuits actually out? work. I know they do the discovery, so there's mm. probably a chance they find it there, but 
I wonder, like, how would they know? Like, is it like on? They Google you? Like, they how do you, how do you know it, it's you? I don't know. I don't know either. Huh? Fun fact. Crazy. And then followed by that. I mean, I'm not followed by that. But and then, are you going? Do you have any more com- uh, shows, stand up comedian shows coming up? Uh, I don't have anything booked right now. Um, I've been hitting open mics. Uh, my favorite open mic is Tuesdays at Wise Guys. Uh, so I try to hit that one as often as possible. Uh, but right now, like work is kind of dominating yeah, the comedy, I feel it. which it's nice. I'm getting paid, yeah, but, but at the same time, I do it's like, I do I'd this. rather be chasing my dream. Yeah. Sometimes I wonder, I'm like, am I not going to be as successful as the others? Because like every day I I'm, don't, you know, I think about that every morning as soon as I wake up, damn, what am I doing today? Like there's some Vegas comics that are hitting a mic every night. And like in the time I've known them since February, I'm like, holy, like you're a pro now. Like. I thought you were good before, but now like your post, I would pay to watch you. You know, nice. and you think, it's like I'm not. Do you I'm not there? Do you think they do like they do like a lot of focusing like their own content as well at home making comedy stand up? Yeah, they probably because a lot of them. Well, I, I can't speak for everybody, but I know a lot of like Vegas comics. They don't have like that super serious day job. Yeah, so they do have more free time. But I mean, even if you have that day job, you know, just that commitment of like that extra time working. Like I do have enough hours in the day I could, but stuff has to like get prioritized other places. Yeah, being an adult sucks sometimes. It does. Or a lot of the time. Um, who are your top favorite comedians? Uh I love Tom Segura. Um, my all time favorite is probably Ron White. Ron White. I love Ron White. Uh, when I was a kid, you know, he told that joke about being drunk in public. Yeah. He's like, I didn't want to be drunk in public. You threw me in public. And as a kid, I was like, that's funny. And then, you know, as a 21-year-old in Vegas getting thrown out of the bar, I was like, oh, my God, that's comedic genius. Yeah. Like, it finally is he, clicked. Is he, still com- is he still a touring? Or? Yeah, he's looking a little rough these days. But he came through here, I think, twice this year. And I wanted to see him, but stuff came up. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a good one. I like him. He just he does that the whiskey and the... And the the cigar, yeah, that's like his go-to drink, whatever it, it is. is. Um, uh, more breaking news. More breaking news. How do you come up with your material? Uh, for me, a lot of my material is like stuff that actually happened. Um, and then I just like lie a little bit to make it funny, you know? Because uh-huh. it's like if you just tell it, it usually is like, oh, you had to be there. But like if you throw some like crazy twist in there, it's like, all right, now that's comedy. Um, so a lot of it all, like, there's conversations that happen in the OR that I'm like, oh, I can make this funny. Um, but also, like, I've just had bad stuff happen to me that naturally is funny. Um, so that's... Can we talk about how, how, can you name one of them? Yeah, I, we can talk about my favorite joke. Yeah, Um, so I have a joke about a girl that I was dating getting pregnant with someone Uh else's kid. Um, it's a true story. Very unfortunate <laughs> circumstances. Um, but the best part is, is the baby daddy's name is Seven. Wait, what? So, like, I naturally was just able to make a seven, eight, nine joke. And people, like, came up and they were like, dude, the way that you turned that dad's joke into, like, new comedy is, like, comedic genius. And I'm like, I wish I could take credit, but that is legitimately his name. I just, like, ran with it. So the baby daddy's name Seven. Yeah. Uh, so his name's Seven. So, like, the joke, obviously, I'm like, you know, if he ever goes to jail for eating nine, I'm ready to be a stepdad. Right. You know, because seven, eight, nine. <laughs> um, I've twisted it up at times. I've been like, she should change her name to six so she right. can come before him. Like, <laughs> but I, I can't take the credit for writing that. Yeah. I'm just telling the story yeah, at that point. Yo, Seven, roll through. I got eight with me. Like, it's, 
The like, funniest part the, is like, what's the concept? Like why do you know why he they named him seven? I, I don't know. And actually, uh at one point, like when we were like, Hey, we shouldn't talk anymore, like I had reached out and I was like, you know, but like if you ever need a friend, I'm here. And right. she was like, I have seven for that. <laughs> But I thought she meant she had seven friends. So I like text this girl and I'm like, I'm glad you have seven people that are there for you. I have maybe three. And then I'm talking to someone that knows her a little bit later and they're like, nah, like his name's seven. I'm like, his name's what? <laughs> Dude, I, just, <laughs> I could just imagine like the whole conflict of the, yeah, my name's seven. Is that, I, I don't know if that's even good or bad. That's insane. Well, it was funny because uh, John Caparulo, he's a comedian that like gets paid to travel, but he's at Wise Guys all the time. Um, and I went right before him one time, and I told that joke. And he like goes on this joke, and he's like, dude, that's some crazy stuff because I met someone named Six one time. And he like has like the whole list of jokes. And I was like, that's amazing. He just took my joke and like Maybe. ran with his joke. And I like wish I could have talked to him. But like, nah, his name's really Seven. Well, are you guys still talking now or what? No, uh, I haven't talked to her months. So it's like sometimes I feel bad telling the joke because I'm like, but then it's like, eh, it is something that happened yeah, to me. It's not in good terms, though, and right? It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And do you have any, like, which which one, which uh, comedians do you like working with in town? Um, So I hate naming names because I always end up forgetting people. Same. Um, but two of my best buddies here in town, there's a guy, Casper, the comic. Okay. I met him uh, a couple times. Yeah, he's super funny, killing it. Um, and then there's a comic here in town, Ahmed. Uh-huh. Uh, the three of us all kind of like started at the same time and like just kind of bonded. Uh, so we have like our little friend group and we call us like Trace Leches. <laughs> the three uh, milks? The three milks, yeah. <laughs> and like we joke all the time. We're like, which milk is which? Because there's two white guys and a brown guy. So I'm like, there's like, is one like, so I joke, I'm whole milk because I'm a little thick. And then Casper is skinny, you know, so he can be skim milk. And then Ahmed can be, like, chocolate milk. So you guys basically the three musketeers and just really just go out all the time? Or at least try to? Uh, we used to more. Uh-huh. Um, Ahmed had moved to Texas briefly. Casper's been, like, really, like, taken off. Um, and then I've kind of... So, like, we don't do as much as we used to. But, yeah, we used to, like, roll through open mics together. And it was just... It was nice having that, like, support in the beginning. Because uh-huh. um, these guys, like, they came, like, we want to be comics. Yeah. And I came, like... I might kill myself. I want to tell some jokes before yeah. I do. Uh, so they kind of took me under their ropes. They showed me all the mics here in town. Um, just yeah. ran with it. We just ran with it. That's cool. Man, and you guys are still talking to this day? Yeah, we yeah. still talk. We still have a little group chat called Trace Leches. Um, but yeah, we all just kind of started doing our own thing. So I it's like there's no hard feelings, right. but it's just life happens. We're yeah. busy. Casper actually texted me last night. He's like, I miss you, dude. Like, come out to some mics. I'm like, I'll be there Tuesday because he's hosting. <laughs> Uh, where's that at? Uh, Wise Guys is, what, off of Maine and 3rd? Around Fremont area? Yeah. Okay. Arts District. Arts oh, District. Okay. It's by Jack in the Box. I know, I know what Jack is. I know. Yeah. I've been there multiple times. Um, what is, like, the most, can you give any type of advice for an upcoming comedian that wants to pursue this, pursue their, that career? Uh, I think consistency. Uh and I, I think I can say that for two ways because, like, I've watched, like, Casper be consistent uh-huh. and I've watched him grind and, like, get better every time from the consistency. And then, like, for me, I've seen me be consistent and then I've seen what happens when I'm inconsistent. And then it's like, oh, let me just hit one mic. And it's like, no. oh, like, I left off here, but now I'm down. Okay. And it's just because I don't have that, that consistency. Um, 
there's a comedian, Namesh Patel. He's killing it on TikTok. Uh, I had DM'd him at one point, and now I think it was some white lady that replied and not him. Uh-huh. Because after I saw a show, he told us his social media girl's a little white lady. But that was kind of his advice, too, was, like, consistency. Like, just be consistent. Yeah, no, I think that's with every type of uh, journey. Become a photographer, a videographer, a comedian, or anything to do with social media, you kind of have to be consistent. Or going to a show consistent yeah. versus doing it one time and falling off. Because I remember one time I was going hammered every day posting, and I ran out of content. I'm like, damn, fucking quiet. I don't know what to do. I was just burnt out. I couldn't. Because I, like, I have a habit of doing everything like the day of. Oh, I shot it. Okay, let me edit it and let me post it. And then I'm, I'm yeah. But now I try to do everything bulk. Yeah. It's pretty cool. That's, it's nice when you can like spend a Saturday filming content, put it in your drafts and post it. Yeah. Cause I was posting real consistent on TikTok and then I had a video hit a million views and then I like had nothing left to post. And then when I would post, it's like a hundred views and I'm like, no, I lost my moment. Yeah. No, TikTok is more like the, the more, I think, I think the key is to be consistent and it'll fucking throw into a pool and then you'll get the million, uh, a million views or whatever. Cause it's, you're being consistent. Yeah. I think that's what they like. And based off, how you do you do any hooks on your on your on your stories or on your on your post no, no i need to get better at like making actual content and not just yeah. posting stuff um because i did get kind of like just dumb lucky but yeah it's a work in progress hey as long as it works right um are you gonna are you gonna start doing like bulk content eventually yeah i want to start like spending saturdays like just filming videos um or like if we have a short day, like uh-huh. see if some of my coworkers want to like film like four or five videos that night, like then I can post them throughout the week, like just like little skits and stuff. Ooh, what is like your workflow? Uh, workflows yeah. like balls to the wall. Like, yeah, yeah. So like tomorrow's Monday, uh-huh. uh, so we do total joints. We get to sleep in a little. We go in at eight. We start at nine, um, and then we do six total what, joints. PM? Uh, we start at 9 a.m. Oh, okay. So we go in at 8 a.m. Um, and then we just bust out total joints. Uh, so we have one tech in each room, uh, and then the third tech uh, bounces rooms. Uh, so usually I'm the third tech. So, like, uh, my one coworker, Aaron, she'll have her room. Mike will have his room. And they stay in there, and they get three cases. But for me, I'm in all six. So, like, as soon as we're closing this patient, I run to the next room, like, bring the patient back, get them all set up, anesthesia, like, puts them to sleep. We get them draped, and then, like, the surgeon comes in. We do surgery. We're closing. I run to the other room, get it all set up. So you're basically doing everything. Yeah. Like, so, the, at least, like, the prep work-wise. Yeah. So, we so like, the surgeon will come in and do their surgery right. and then leave. But, like, we have prep time setting the room up, making sure it's clean. We have tear-down time cleaning the room. So it's like, yes, the surgeons, the most important, they're doing the surgery, mm-hmm. but, like, we do a lot of work. A lot, a lot um, of prep work. Yeah, and like, I think that. that's one thing, like, not a lot of people really know about our job, mm-hmm. you know, because you know about doctors, you yeah, know about you nurses, you don't really know about, like, the techs. Uh-uh. Um, so that's another reason that I like posting content is, like, getting it out there, letting people know, hey, like, this is a career, you can support a family off of this, like, it's its own thing, just like nursing is. Yeah, because in the school, it's not that long. You said five yeah. months, right? Uh, 15, 15 months. 15 months. That's but that's still not that long. That's like, there's no prereqs. Like, you just, you go straight to tech school. Boom. And then, uh, can you get a job as soon as you graduate? Uh, yeah. So, when my class graduated, it was still COVID. Uh-huh. So, it was a little tough. Um, but I got employed the month I graduated. 
and I've been employed since. Okay, yeah, and then you're you're Gucci then. Yeah, so as long as you, and a lot of people, like, because you do clinicals at a hospital, a lot of times the hospital will hire you. They'll be like, oh, hey, you did a good job. Like, do you want to work here? Oh, um, how do you, how do you discover, how did you get into, like, how can you find, tell the audience how to find it, or if they want to get into that career path? Uh, I would just Google, like, surgical technology wherever you live. Uh, if you're here in Vegas, there's two schools you can go to. You can go to Nevada Career Institute, or you can go to CSN. Um, yeah, I mean, you see a lot of gross stuff. I mean, so, like, it's not for that. everybody, but if you can handle that, it's, it's a good job. It pays well. Uh, the hours are long, but like you'll usually end up getting a break. So like you'll get slammed for a month. You'll get some like slower days or you'll get slammed one day and then you'll have like a slow day, but it's, it's a good job. It's a good career. And you speak, you speak, uh, you speak about, uh, uh, any weird like bloodbath. Uh, yeah. I mean, I've been, I've been splashed several times, uh, I got one, I got a pretty gross one the other day. Um, when you have a, when you're doing a total knee, there's a lot of like inflammation and there's a lot of fluid that'll build up in there. So as soon as the surgeon makes that incision, it usually kind of squirts. Um, and like <laughs> most of the time I can catch most of it with right. suction. But the other day he made that incision and it like got under my mask. And like, I kind of just for a minute like sat there and I was like, oh God. But then, you know, like, it came back, and I was like, well, guess I know what it feels like to be come on now. Like, <laughs> you just kind of, you develop a weird sense of humor yeah. in the operating room, but it's just like, all right, this is life. It'll be fine. What's the, what's the procedure for that if, if it does go, like, in your, like in your eye or something? Uh, we have, like, eye wash stations, so I would go rinse my eye out for 15 minutes. Uh, I've had a few things land in my eye. Not, like, gross stuff, but I've had, like, medicine accidentally squirt me. Um, Loss of vision or what? No, like it kind of made my nut. It made my eye numb. Oh, okay. Uh, so that it was fine. Like okay. it wasn't the end of the world, but you know, I always try to wear eye protection. There's a lot of dumb things I do in life, but like that's one thing. I'm like, I only have two eyes. I'm not gonna mess around and lose one of them. Right over fucking. I don't know what was it medicine. Uh, or was it was like, yeah, it was like lidocaine or something, but it's fine. It's fine. You good? Uh, all your I'm good. All my vi- it's yeah. it's close. Close enough. I don't have I great know. eyes to begin with. All right, man. Um, do you have any wisdom that you want to give out to anyone? Any wisdom? Uh, I don't know. Something I learned this year was like to listen more. Okay. I mean, I've talked a lot today, but like just in work anywhere, like, yeah, I go to work as a surgical tech. I went to school to be a surgical tech, but like these surgeons, they're businessmen. They've lived lives like they know so much. And I just love, like, sitting there and soaking up the information. And then I started taking that other places, like, at the gym. I love listening to some of the old heads in there, even though some of them are crazy. Like, uh-huh. there's some good stuff. Or, like, you're sitting in the sauna at the gym. Like, just listen. Listen to people's stories. It makes the world smaller. Like, You never know what that person went through right next to you. That yeah. person would be, like, low-key fucking mobster. You never know. You'd never know. It's it's kind of crazy thing about that, like in life, like how many people do you drive by and you never once like, like they have a backstory just as complex as yours and you're never going to know it. Like it's weird. Yeah. If you put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm that guy. I'll hop in an Uber, sit in the front seat and like talk his ear off. Like, and my mom's always like getting in the back. She's like, oh, like, I don't want to talk. And she's like, you have anxiety. Why do you talk? And I'm like, cause it makes the world smaller. Like yeah. he's not a stranger anymore. I don't have to be scared of him. Right. I know him now, you know, he's my Uber driver for the next 15 minutes. Yeah. Too. I gotta be. I gotta be comfortable somehow. 
Exactly. That's good. That's like that. You you don't know who you're going to know, who you're going to run to, how they are, or what's their story. Yeah. There's a lot of people with the story. Way worse than yours, better than yours, and that's it, really. Yeah. 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 And there's just, there's always something to learn. Always. You don't know what they're going to drop or how they came up or what they went through. Yeah. Or who knows, a couple of years from now, you could be talking to someone that knows them or something. Like, Ooh. you never know if there's a, con- especially in Vegas. Like, Vegas is so small. So and then the Vegas medical community is even smaller on top of that. Damn. Like, anywhere I go work, there's someone somewhere that knows someone I've worked with. Oh, they, oh you work with so-and-so, this and that. Yeah. No, you're right. It is. Because I heard a lot of horrible stories for other clients of mine that I know them as a as a photographer and they messed it up. I'm like, damn, bro, I didn't know you were that type of person. Just because you lack communication, really. Yeah. It was just like, you just got to really communicate well. Because we don't know what we're going through. And you just got to make sure you could communicate. And if you got that, you're gravy. Yeah. That's cool. Any, any more notes, Vex? Ooh. Man, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I was with uh, Casper. Uh-huh. Uh, we're at his mic. Uh, it's at the Ocha Thai Cuisine. Um, uh, so Thai used to run it. Thai left. And now Casper's running it. Uh, and they call it the Ghost Pepper Mic. Uh-huh. And me and Casper are, like, sitting outside. And this guy comes up, and he's like, hey, y'all got, like, some money like so I can get some candy? And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, what? Why does a grown man want candy? Like, completely just misreading the situation. And then I was like, no, I don't have any money. And Casper's like, no, I ain't got nothing. And then the guy, apparently he said something along the lines of, like, don't make me run your pockets. Uh-huh. But, like, to me, I thought he said, like, you didn't even check your pockets. So I'm like, well, like, well, I know, I, know I don't carry cash, sir. Like, I promise there's nothing here for you. And then he's just, like, staring us down. And I'm like, this is so weird. <laughs> and then he, like, walks away. And then he turns around. He looks at Casper and goes, nice hair. And Casper's <laughs> like, thank you. And then he walks away, and Casper's like, that dude just tried to rob us. And I was like, he just tried to do what? <laughs> like, I was, like, freaking out. But, like, luckily in the moment, I misread it because I looked gangster as shit. I was like, I ain't got no money, bro. What you going to do? Yeah, had I realized that, I would have been crying. I'd be like, take it. Take my credit card. I don't care. <laughs> After the day, he couldn't have robbed you. say, hey, you have a nice hair. You have right? a nice hair. <laughs> <laughs> you have a great day. Yeah, hey, like, I tried. Thank you, though. Yeah, and then Casper points out. He's like, bro, he was holding a meth pipe that whole time. I was like, is that what that was? <laughs> like, I look like I do a lot, but I am very sheltered. Wow. <laughs> Misread the entire situation. Same. Same, man. Candy. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> apparently what he wanted was yeah, he, drugs. He and I was like. He wanted some rock. But you guys didn't have none. And he was oh upset because like he didn't check your pockets. Not, yeah, he was mad we didn't check our pockets. I'm like, I, I know. like, I got chapstick right now. That's all I got. Suit, same. <laughs> oh, I got the good chapstick, though. It's wintertime. You need that candy cane. Ooh, the candy cane flavor? Yeah. Lipstick chappy. For sure. Um, thank you guys. Uh, thank you so much for being on the show. I really do appreciate yeah, it. Thank you for having me out. Um, if you guys are new to the channel, don't forget to like it, subscribe, and share with a friend. Also, if you do need a studio space, hit up. Uh, heart, uh, art, Whoa. damn, I had a fucking, <laughs> fucking fart, uh, the artist Haven on Instagram, um, he will help you out with anything, he's there for the community, everything's linked down below, you do, uh, your own podcasting, your own music videos, your own event center, anything you want to do in here, just reach out to him, see what he could do, thank you guys for watching.
Thank you. That was fun. I was doing my podcast.